0: 10, 15. Back up field to the 35, to the 40. 45, 50. That's the 50. 35, 40. That's the 30. To the 20. It's a-
1: Hello again, everyone. This is the Old College Try. This is your host, Tim Highland, And joining me once more is my co-host, Mike Unger. Mike, how did you enjoy your college football Saturday week three in Cleveland, Ohio? That's right, Tim. I was a little ambiguous at the
0: end of last week's show about where <laughs> I was going, but uh, I wound up in the beautiful, lovely city of Cleveland, Ohio. Had a great time. Got to watch a lot of college football with uh, an Indians game sandwiched between. Um, and I got to spend a lot of quality time with some Highlands, your nice. sister. And of course, we saw uh, your brother Pat there at the end of the ball game, but hung out with Colleen, watched football with her at noon, and then went to the baseball game with her, too. And so uh, it was great. I forgot how great um, a stadium, progressive field is. Beautiful park, lots of awesome bars r- located right around it downtown, and great food choices there. I had a pierogi, I ate a hot dog stuffed into a pierogi there.
1: It's funny, I, my sister called me yesterday saying she was raving about, or she was saying you were raving about the hot dog pierogi combination.
0: <laughs> oh, I loved it. It was definitely the, the filthiest I've ever been after eating something at a ballpark. It was extraordinarily messy, but it was uh, quite tasty.
1: And you met my, my my niece, Nat, Maddie, right? Yes, very
0: briefly. Very cute girl. She was uh, had her Indians hat on. Everyone was excited because the tribe clinched the division crown on saturday but uh they really didn't the team did not celebrate very much i think they're focused on the world series
1: well yeah you know how it goes mike right we've been down that road many times so now it's (laughs) like all right the playoffs (laughs) is great but like you got to win the whole thing in the end um so it's great so you and colleen so for folks who don't know cleveland a underrated city i will say as a native of course i'm biased but i think it's a it's a great fun place to go for a weekend and uh this the, the neighborhood of Tremont. What a great place, right, Mike?
0: Oh, I loved it. Uh, I was visiting my friend Allison, who is uh, not a noted listener, but may be listening to this uh, episode because she'll be featured. Uh, loved it. It was kind of like my neighborhood here in Baltimore, Canton, in that you can walk to a ton of restaurants and bars. It was a little kind of leafier, a little greener. Yeah. Um, they have more kind of houses there. We have row houses here. But we went to a number of terrific bars, uh, heard some live music, ate some good food. It was it was awesome. I'm And very close to downtown in
1: Tremont, too. So, besides the locale, what was your impressions overall, like writ large, Mike, of the the weekend that was in college football? Again, another revealing weekend in our sport. I was the the most shocking
0: result to me was uh, BYU going into Madison and beating Wisconsin, yeah. and then uh, that was kind of followed by just a, a nightmarish uh, Saturday for the Big Ten that I know we'll get <laughs> we'll get into. Yeah. Um, but I think you saw the the they're really. Two superpowers, obviously, I think, are Alabama and Ohio State. And there are two kind of sub-superpowers right below them, right behind them in Clemson and Georgia, and then it's everybody else.
1: I would t- I would maybe include Oklahoma in the next set.
0: Okay, in the Georgia-Clemson set?
1: But beyond that, it be, I, to me, again, clearly Bama and Ohio State are just different level right now. They're different level. I,
0: I think we'll learn a lot about Bama – because they're playing Texas A&M this week, and then they'll have a common opponent uh, with Clemson. Maybe uh, Texas A&M's a lot better than people are giving them credit for. But what Alabama did to Ole Miss was just criminal because coming into that game, people thought Ole Miss, while they have, A, they they always play Alabama pretty well, especially in Oxford, B, they have the passing attack that can um, kind of uh, expose Alabama's so-called, I guess, put this in quote weakness of pass defense and it did not come to fruition to say the least.
1: No, no. So um yeah, again, it's funny again, Mike, we say this every year on the show. and d we've been doing this for like what, how long now, Mike? Is this our seventh year of doing the show? Um scary. Mike, it's week three or we're going to week four, right? Yeah. Which means what? We're already a quarter of the way through the season.
0: Quarter of the way through the the college football season goes much faster than a rainy work day on a Monday. I can tell you that.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So, uh, news items, Mike. I'm going to skip the Urban Meyer thing. I'm just exhausted talking about it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I
0: wholeheartedly support that. (laughs)
1: Right. Moving on. Um, You mentioned it. And this is, again, this goes to the fact that when it comes to football, especially, any sport, let's be honest, um, there are people who... Are well compensated to predict what's going to happen. They they, they actually go. We are, to, we are not two of those people. <laughs> no, they go to practices. They go to camp. They look at athletes. They formulate an opinion based, of course, largely on what happened the year before or the several years before, and you, you a picture is created of what the season's going to be. And by all accounts, based again on the past, I would say the past two or three years, the Big Ten being a really great league, maybe the best league in the country the past couple of years, Um, there was this narrative, especially in the Big Ten East, that the Big Ten was the best conference of college football. Well, three weeks into the season, Mike, it's very clear it's not. And this was a particularly horrendous week for the Big Ten. I mean, some truly, not just mind-blowing, but embarrassing results. To me as bad as temple stomping maryland was i
0: got to see the last real quarter of that at a bar on saturday and whew, it was a it was a physical it was a physical beatdown by that the that uh... goes
1: that goes deep but i mean like the one that to me is cuz when you're a conference like the big 10 your big programs are always going to be good right not great but always good mhm your year-to-year um, performance on the national scale is is determined by your middle-of-the-road schools, right? And right. I think we all had it pegged Northwestern as being one of those schools who had a chance to like do some big things this year. Losing at home to Akron is not a good thing. Like that's a bad loss bad bad of course bad, bad of
0: loss. course we've we've heard already this is the first time akron has beaten a big 10 team since the 1800s
1: i love that it's a, that's the that's greatest it, stat of all time
0: it, it really is anytime you can get the <laughs> 1800s into any kind of sports stat it's fantastic
1: and then look so nebraska losing to troy not shocking anyone who knows the sport knows troy's really good like Troy's a good, good program, right? That, that's
0: true, but I kind of take offense at the way you say that because I might have put a few dollars down on Nebraska <laughs> on Saturday.
1: So overall, a, a truly horrendous week for the Big Ten. Um, and I think Purdue, 0
0: oh, 3, Tim. Right.
1: So I think and... contextually, you and I just said that we feel nationally it's BAM, Ohio State, everyone else. And I think in the Big Ten, it's Ohio State, big gap, Penn State. And I think there's actually a big gap before Michigan Michigan State cuz Michigan State looks not great.
0: Michigan State might not even be a good football team, but I think uh, let's give a little due to the Indiana Hoosiers 3 and 0 took care of business with an easy and very impressive looking victory over Ball State. You
1: feel Our confident? freshman
0: running back Stevie Scott, freshman Big 10 freshman of the week. He's a fun kid to watch run and it was uh it was a very popular game on at City Tap in Cleveland. There was an audience of one watching it.
1: I enjoyed Boys the through. fact that so that the photo that was sent to me of you and my sister Colleen at the City Tap in the background was, of course, the Indiana game. And I, I can only imagine you trying to negotiate the Indiana game <laughs> <on television>. luckily, <laughs> luckily,
0: when we got there, the place was empty. And then some. there was some kind of marketing convention at the queue that let out and it got packed, but I had already uh, staked my claim to one of the bigger TVs for Indiana Ball State. I wanted you to see on the other TV was, of course, Penn State, Kent State. And a uh, quick story about about City CityTap, uh, one of our servers, who did not look like a big guy, told us that he played defensive back for Kent State. Really? And he he played there in the early 2010s, I guess you would call it. He, he said uh, he talked about playing Alabama in 2011. He said it was just an awesome thrill. And I asked him if he covered Julio Jones, and he said, quote, for a
1: second. <laughs> That's a great answer. Great answer. <laughs> I thought it was a
0: great answer.
1: So, of course, it was a bad week for the Big Ten. Um, I will say this, though, Mike, and this is, I think – this is one of the recurring stories. So people who maybe follow the game um, not as close as we do, which is pretty close, right? And Or people who are new to it or people who have rooted for a school for a long time who are always good, they assume that they will always be good. And yeah. that's not the reality anymore. So through the years, we have seen literally – I can't think of any any program who's not gone through – the doldrums, right? Me as a Penn State alum saw that. Uh, Alabama before Nick Saban was not good,
0: Mike. People have a short memory about Alabama before right. Nick Saban.
1: Um, USC had some bad, bad uh, every Oklahoma has
0: had it. Oklahoma under Gary Gibbs and some of their coaches. Gary Gibbs,
1: good pull, Mike. I like that. Thank you.
0: That's called <laughs> yes. preparation.
1: Um but currently I think just calling out a few that are in a real sad shape. UCLA 0 3, Mike. Yeah, but
0: the look. the future is bright, Chip.
1: <laughs> you think so? Absolutely. How about USC at 1 and 2?
0: Now they look terrible and they got getting trounced by Texas uh, is a bad a bad sign for USC.
1: Getting trounced by a Texas team who got trounced by Maryland.
0: Exactly. We could you could take it one step further. Uh, exactly. I think it's not a a situation of Texas being great better than people think. It's USC being worse than people think.
1: Finally, Florida State. Wow.
0: Not much to say on that. Going up to Syracuse and just getting their asses handed to them 30-7, to uh, their one win is a miracle win over Samford. Northern Illinois comes calling uh, to Tallahassee. I have a feeling they're going to be a lot of empty seats and probably some disinterested Seminoles players and a Northern Illinois team that thinks they can uh, shock the world.
1: And beyond that, I think Florida State fans, the ones who are like into it, will go there feeling a sense of dread, knowing what's going to happen, right? Because, <laughs> <laughs> so I have heard there was some reports this week saying like Willie Taggart came in and the first thing he did say was like, I got here and I felt like this program was 85 guys doing their own thing, which is ah. the last thing you want. Football programs are about the team first, right? You need like the whole team spirit kind of thing. That's not happening. And also... I guess in the recruiting sense. So the biggest problem for Florida state is they can't block anybody. <laughs> so I've heard
0: their offensive line is atrocious,
1: it's apparently horrible, horrible. And they had tried this recruiting tra- uh, tactic where they were going to, um, cause the reality is with linemen rarely do you get a finished product out of high school. A guy mm-hmm. can start right away. So what they decided was like, Oh, let's go with like, let's project guys to their junior year let's mm. choose athletes let's choose guys who have high upside and they did it for a few years and like none of them panned out so they have no linemen at all right so it's a very interesting situation at florida state and um again having been there when it, when it first happens to you as a program that is like traditionally really good you can't wrap your mind around it you're like oh, why is this happening And it's just like well right. that's, what, that's what happens that's, that's, and you
0: keep you keep expecting the next week for it to magically turn around. No, and if
1: your team's bad, they're bad. That's, so yeah. Florida State is bad, and USC is bad, UCLA is bad.
0: UCLA uh, is beyond bad. And spe- speaking of bad, if we can go back to the Big Ten for one more second, Kansas annihilating Oh, my Rutgers. God, yes. uh, Quick shout-out to um, noted TCFA listener Ryan Toja. Oh, pardon me, old uh, college try listener Ryan Todre. His son, Connor. There's a lot of competition for intern minutes now here oh, on really? the, uh, on the show. So That's he good. wanted me to know that, of course, Kansas won back-to-back games against FBS yeah. teams for the first time since October 2009. Rock chalk Jayhawk. So uh, thanks for that uh, that little stat and that nugget, Connor.
1: That had to be Mangino years, right?
0: Yeah, it had to be. But I, you know, Kansas 50. I mean, Rutgers. What do you do if you're Rutgers after that kind of result?
1: I still I mentioned last week. Imagine. I said last week, imagine the the mindset of a Rutgers diehard fan going to Kansas, right? I believe
0: you called for a book to be written about them.
1: But now imagine the Rutgers fan who has just been embarrassed by the worst (laughs) team in all of FBS. And now, so this is, I love about sports. This is the best one of sports. So on Sunday morning, you know that the most diehard fan was like, our program is garbage, the coach needs to be fired, there's no hope by... Wednesday evening, that fan will believe what, Mike? There's that
0: Rutgers can turn it around. That's right. a great <laughs> observation. Yep. Uh, the pain the pain of Sunday fades into um, the optimism of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And by Saturday, you're just elated that it's game day.
1: Exactly, right? And the cycle starts again.
0: That's the rhythm of college football.
1: Finally, we mentioned earlier. So, again, I, I do want to emphasize because I've seen enough football this year. I think, Mike, you have as well. And this is no disrespect to Georgia or Clemson or Oklahoma or any other program out there, but I've seen enough of Ohio State. I've seen Bama especially. My God, those programs are scary good right now. It is insane. And I I would say as great as Haskins has been at Ohio State, Tua is different level at Alabama. He is unbelievable. And you just wonder, like, so, at Bama, Saban's always had what? He's had like the best athletes, the best defense, the discipline, kind of like game
0: managing quarterbacks.
1: But now he has an actual star quarterback. It's scary, right?
0: It's scary. And the, the highlights I saw from the game against Ole Miss, when Alabama scored their touchdowns, their players weren't even excited. It was like it was too easy for them, right? Uh, it, it was. It's just like the the, the fighter who. Fights left-handed just to challenge himself again when he's actually right-handed. That's kind of what Bama looked like they were doing. But it's going to be—I'm uh, really intrigued to see how Texas A&M plays him on Saturday because we'll have then kind of a, a common, uh, a common opponent to compare to the big teams, Clemson and Alabama.
1: And also, I have to ask you a question, Mike. So you—you you, of course, as listeners know, you have a direct line into the Clemson world. I do and look i'm we, a clemson like, enthusiast we all agree not i think Thompson, clemson without a doubt is at the very least a top six team in the country right now but there is a narrative that they are not um where bama is right now or ohio state maybe um is there a sense of worry among clemson that they are not in that category right now or do they feel like it'll work itself out
0: I don't I think worry is too drastic especially this early in the year and especially with all the winning they've done the last couple of years. There was certainly concern about the way the defense played in the second half against Texas A&M. No yeah. doubt about it. A&M had a lot of open receivers. They racked up a lot of yards. They scored a lot of points. Um but I don't think it, I don't think we're at worry yet.
1: Mike, the week in review, ready? Yep. First of all, what was the best beer or best bar you went to in Cleveland and your Saturday?
0: Uh, well, Saturday I w- I didn't go to a lot of what I would call great bars because we went to bars around downtown around the stadium. They yeah. were fun. Like we went to a place called the Thirsty Parrot post game. It was packed that, with yes. the Indian fans. and yeah. it was great. We watched the end of the LSU Auburn game there. Um, but in Tremont, we went to the Tremont Tap House, a place called Pro- Prosperity. A great place called Edison's where we heard an awesome band on Saturday night. Um, watched a lot of the Ohio State game at a at a bar called Treehouse. Um, that's how they had the the most garlicky garlic fries I've ever had in my life. You could, they needed to be removed from the table just to get the smell away from, them. but they were good. Um, that's where I noticed, I, I sent my observation about Ohio state fans. That's where we're watching a lot of the Buckeyes and the Horn Frogs that they really seem to take no joy when their team does well, but they get extremely angry when something goes wrong.
1: And you text me that. And I was like, wow, Mike, I love how you said that. Cause it's the most true statement of all time. Yeah. Like they, they're so accustomed to winning all the time.
0: It's not even fun for them.
1: It's not. No, it's like unless they win by a lot, there's no joy in a game.
0: Yeah, and you hear that coaches say that a lot, uh, especially ones that get burned out when they retire. They they say all the time that you you know you take the losses hurt a lot more than than the wins feel good. And you know, as an Indiana fan, I would have no idea what they're talking about, or an Oriole fan, or come to think of it, a fan of any team that I that I root for. But I kind of get the same sense from the Buckeyes fans. uh, uh, when I was watching the game at Treehouse, but they were all great, great um, bars, and there's a lot of good local beer, m- most of which I've forgotten the names of. <laughs> um, but at uh, at at um, the first place, it was I think Tremont Tap House. Yeah. I was uh, you know trying to choose my beers wisely. A lot of these, a lot of these um, craft brews, Tim, they're very high in alcohol yeah, content, yeah. right? So I picked a couple that I I thought were good because they they both were six they were both six percent or so I thought but I was looking at the price, not the ABV and I actually had eight point something and seven
1: points oh something boy. so that that got my Friday night off to a great start. <laughs> nice. So let's skip right to the Ohio State game. So I think that was the biggest game of the weekend, right? Um, mm-hmm. Again, so impressed with Ohio State with Haskins, the rest of it. Can't help but be impressed by TCU, though. What a great game by them, and they played hard,
0: yeah, right? They played hard and they played well. Uh, they're 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 such a well coached team. They're fun to watch. A um, couple things. One, it was a shame this game was at Jerry World, which I don't think we oh, noted on the show terrible. on the show last week. That's yeah. a that's a disaster and a disgrace. And number two, the the um, kickoff throwback play. If that had not, it was clearly a forward pass. But if that had uh had worked for TCU, I think it would have it would have been a, possibly a different would they have won? I don't know, but uh that was a big it very changes depleted. the game and also yeah. like
1: for TCU, like that's your one chance to play the yeah, entire year. They they,
0: they were working <laughs> on that all summer for right. this game. And they executed it almost perfectly, but I think the guy they all everyone involved got a little too excited and the guy just couldn't um, you know, stop all himself from, from the, you know, taking off and the, the momentum. And it was just, uh, it was clearly the right call, but I think that, that really killed them.
1: But overall, I was like, I mean, it was a fantastic game. I think um, we all can agree looking at just the athletes, Ohio state's a lot better. Yeah. You think about it too, like just in the big picture, how amazing is it? The TCU is where they're at right, right, right now. Like, Think ten years ago, Mike, or when we were kids, TCU was like, what? They were a MAC team,
0: right? Yeah, they were. The, they were in the doldrums of the, of the. Uh, they were they were laughed at by Texas and Texas A and M, and now they're probably they've been the best out of those out of that trio for a long time.
1: Absolutely, I mean, a very impressive job, and Patterson, good for him for staying there and building something great. I think it's a very very cool thing. Um, we mentioned Bama sixty two, Ole Miss, seven. <laughs> I mean. What do you say about that? Really, it's
0: a lot of like... a lot of people back in the <laughs> Grove mid first quarter, as we were when we were there against the, in the Georgia game.
1: Oklahoma thirty seven, Iowa State twenty seven. Um, Oklahoma again, I think they're sneaky good. This Kyler Murray kid is looks looks like a able replacement for. Baker Mayfield, Mike. I think. Yeah, he's he looks good.
0: great. I mean, yeah. you can tell why he's a first-round draft pick of the Oakland of. Uh, you know, I think it's the Oakland A's in baseball too. I mean, he's an awesome athlete, and he, he does look excellent. And, and any kind of win at Iowa State is a good win. So you, some people might roll their eyes at a ten-point win, but in Ames, I'd say take it and get out of there.
1: And beyond that, look, Iowa State. I mean, Matt Campbell. We agree is a good coach, right? Yeah. Um, how hard is it to win at Iowa State? Like yeah. it's just like. What are you like? You are what in the Big Twelve? You're number
0: two of in, in a tiny state that probably does not have a lot of players. And
1: beyond that, in in your conference, they're definitely at the least desirable school in the whole conference, right? Below Kansas State. Uh oh, that's a good question. I don't oh, know. Well, Kansas, Kansas is there, so there's Kansas.
0: Well, Kansas, I think, would be a more desirable school in general uh, if, if you're talking about more than football. Yeah. I don't know. This is a this is a long conversation about that for three guys who have never been to,
1: to any of those <laughs> any of those towns or schools. Someday, Mike. Someday. Uh, BYU twenty four, whiskey twenty one. Now, me and Jack shocking. caught the end of this one. The, so you are saying shocking? Well, I am not saying I, shocking. I was very high on
0: Wisconsin all year. Yeah. And all off season, but I didn't see I didn't see any of the game. What I just saw the highlights. Would you Would you take away? You said you watched some of it. The end
1: of the day, and this is the thing. It's like Wisconsin is good what they're good at. But if, if if they get down and they need to score points, yeah, look, Hornerbrook is the quintessential Wisconsin quarterback. He, he they ask him to do nothing but not make a mistake, right? And when you need to score points, that's not good enough, right? They don't have wideouts. They don't don't have a play bla like quarterback. Tailback's great, but when when the whole defense knows what what you're doing with the ball, yeah, it makes it really, really hard. I, I, it, it, to me, it's, it's one of the great... Look, Wisconsin has been one of the best programs in the country the past, whatever, 10 years, right? They're always top 15. For Wisconsin, that's staggeringly good. But the fact that they literally have had one good quarterback in that entire time was a transfer from NC State, right? Yeah, It <laughs> blows my mind how they can't recruit a quarterback. It's amazing.
0: And it does seem... Like BYU is a team kind of cut in the same mold as Wisconsin's a bully. When they're bigger than than people like say oh in Indiana, they will just annihilate you in the trenches and just run the ball down your throat. If they can't do that against BYU and BYU always has some big boys on the lines, right? Right. Um, then they're gonna you know they're not really gonna blow anyone out in a close game. Anything could happen. It's a tough so- blow for the Big Ten though because that loss is going to hurt come the end of the year i think
1: and that does not just destroy wisconsin's chances for the uh playoff but basically co-signs the entire big 10 west they have the entire division has no chance right now like
0: i i wouldn't put wisconsin's chance at zero um because they still have you know if they if they beat say ohio if they were in the west of their rest of their games and beat ohio state in the big 10 championship game they could still go to the playoff but it it doesn't bode well at
1: I will say this next one is more shocking to me than the last one. I am stunned that LSU beat Auburn. LSU twenty-two, yeah, are, Auburn twenty-one. Auburn That's was amazing. your lock of the week. I mean, like no one picked LSU. Nobody, right? I did plus ten and a half. I did. <laughs> so maybe, maybe Ed O knows what he's doing, Mike. Uh, hi-
0: highly unlikely. But I just love hearing that guy talk. Right. His his interview after the game was was fantastic, and it was it noted. I believe on college football final, and I really agree with this uh, wholeheartedly. LSU's quarterback looks a lot—it's uh, like a spitting image of comedian Jim Brewer. <laughs> Check it out, everybody. It's so true.
1: It's good insight, Mike. That's all you. Yeah, that's all you got in that game. wow it was
0: a very exciting again, and also I got a great uh, field-level video footage uh, from the LSU sideline. Remember when we went to the LSU game, Tim? Yeah. We were with noted listener and our, our number one listener in Asia, Jason McNeil, LSU grad. He got us some great tickets because he had a friend who works for the LSU ticket office or something. Right. Uh, so he got video of that. That guy took video right kind of equal with the field goal with the uprights from the sideline uh, of the game and, and sent it to Jason who sent it on to me. It was so cool. Uh, obviously a huge win for LSU and uh, the entire uh, contingent of Tigers reacted like it was.
1: I will say too, I tweeted in this game the LSU Auburn game, whether it's at Death Valley or on the Plains, the absolute best optics there. Yeah, you, you cannot ask for better optics, Mike. the The fans were the, the fans
0: in Auburn were going uh, ballistic. I mean, it, it it must have been deafening there. It was. It's what college football is all about.
1: Notre Dame twenty two, Vandy seventeen. I mean, all right, I didn't watch the game, Mike, because who did? It's yeah. Notre Dame, Vandy. Notre Dame's three zero though. So, yeah, what do you think? I got that going for that. Well, no, you just talked about
0: Wisconsin. Same thing with Notre Dame. Uh, their offense, Notre Dame, is quite challenged. And yeah. if they get in a game where they're going, where they're behind, and their their defense is very good, but are they good enough overall as a team to to lead the entire season? No, they're going to be in trouble if they have to come back in a game.
1: Oklahoma State forty four, Boise State twenty one. It's a great win for the Cowboys, Mike.
0: And for the Big 12 in general, Boise State was very well thought of. Uh, they, uh, they could be this year's UCF yep. you know, going undefeated and being that group of five contender, but uh, it seems like a very solid win. Coach Gundy uh,
1: out there in Stillwater, underrated Stillwater. So, Mike, I think we can probably agree that we're not going to say like the greatest, but one of the greatest college football title games in our lifetime. Was the USC-Texas game in, oh, what, 06, right? I think.
0: Vince Young and Reggie Bush. And, it was the yeah. 05
1: season, but the 06 January Rose 1, right? Think back to like the glory of those. Like USC was amazing. You had Texas at the peak of their powers under Mack Brown, Vince Young, the rest of it. And now we have Texas and USC who are just... How would you describe them?
0: I don't know. I I would describe them as middling, slumbering giants.
1: So I would describe them as Texas lost to Maryland (laughs) and Texas beat USC. What is going on at USC, first of all? Let's start there.
0: Uh, Well, they made a disastrous decision to keep on an interim coach, right? Didn't they do that with Clay Helton? Yes. And, And that's only worked out to the best of our knowledge one time with Dabo. It, it, it You win a couple games, and then you just keep the interim coach. It just seems to never work out. And I heard a good point on the radio this week. What happens to quality coaching staffs, right? Other teams come and, and pluck their assistants for promotions. A quarterback coach will get an offensive coordinator job. A defensive coordinator will get a head coaching job. This guy who is a angry USC fan, which was amusing because I, I didn't know there were any, uh, was pointing out that none of USC's Coaches ever go anywhere else? And you know, T. Martin was talked about. He would have been a perfect fit for Tennessee. Tennessee passed. Um, it just doesn't seem like they have the coaching staff in place, uh, in my opinion, to to get them where they think they need to be.
1: It's a, it, it, it's staggering to me still that these programs, USC, I could see for a lot of reasons, but Texas especially. How hard can it be to win at Texas? How hard?
0: Yeah, it seems – it. you know, everyone always says that, and I agree with you, but the history would say it's harder
1: than we think for whatever reason. All right, Mike, the top 25. You ready? Yep. First of all, I'm going to pick some of my favorites of the others receiving votes, which is the best part of the poll. It okay. is. We can usually skip most of it. Guess who got two votes this week,
0: Mike? Oh, Florida.
1: Syracuse. Oh, the orange.
0: Those are definitely the beat writers from uh, the Albany paper and uh, the Birmingham paper. How about K- Binghamton, I mean. How about Cal? Cal, I've, I I couldn't tell you what Cal's record is or who they've played. <laughs> I, I can't believe they got votes, huh?
1: On the other side, how about Texas, Mike? Still getting votes.
0: Still getting still getting. I hope they're still ranked when Maryland plays them again so Maryland can get another top 25 win. And finally, how about a shout-out to Duke? Winning without their starting quarterback, they've beaten Baylor and they've beaten Northwestern. Cutcliffe got to be one.
1: Of, why doesn't a big program pluck him? And got, we've discussed before, you and I, by dint of our, our relation to the state of Maryland, right? We have a, a – I wouldn't say a hatred. Hate's a, the wrong word, but we don't like Duke basketball, right? No,
0: it's, it's – uh, hate is – it's it's close to hate, though.
1: But – duke football
0: love it no hate right now nah, love, love it cutcliffe is great i love the ring of the bell against north carolina the way they the way they, that they, they can compete with the players that they recruit is, is beautiful it gives hope to all the uh all the all the small
1: kids on the playground all right top 25 number 25 byu mike making a first appearance they earned a great win 24 sparty
0: for some reason uh that is that is ludicrous <laughs> and uh let me tell you Indiana's going to beat him on saturday
1: 23 a team i'm intrigued by boston college
0: yeah got to see a, a little bit of their game right on thursday because it was moved up to five thirty. that was fun watching a little bit of uh of college football in the early afternoon on thursday uh, they had a nice win uh and they have great that running back is tr- tremendous right. apparently aj Dillon is great so uh Boston College, and they who do they, they play someone intriguing this week? Um, Purdue is it? Do they go play Purdue? I, I think Purdue. Yes. Yeah, yeah they could be Owen Uh, they could put the Boilers down to zero and four quite easily.
1: Twenty-two Texas A&M.
0: Uh, as we've talked about, big big game on Saturday for them. We'll see. Uh, we'll we'll learn a lot about a lot of teams more than just even Texas A&M and Alabama on Saturday.
1: Twenty-one Miami
0: why are they ranked and it was funny watching them play toledo they, they, they ended up pulling away but it was a very close game in the in the second half and what a what a culture shock for the miami uh, players and fans going to play at toledo oh
1: god yeah it's crazy uh 20 oregon
0: uh don't know much about the ducks right but they have herbert seems to be playing well and they have big big game against uh, is it stanford this week
1: yep 19 michigan 18 wisconsin
0: Man, those are just those are just Big Ten hours <laughs> at name only. Apparently,
1: they're plotters, right? They're just like yeah, you know, ugh. Nothing,
0: uh, nothing fast about those schools. They have the next, upper west speed.
1: <laughs> the next four, 17 TCU, sixteen UCF, fifteen o- Oklahoma State, fourteen Mississippi State. A lot of intriguing teams there. I think
0: Oklahoma State, uh, UCF, and TCU could even could be. Interesting teams to watch. They could put scares into some of the bigger guys. Mississippi State I'm a little less convinced on.
1: I think they're actually they're pretty good. I think they have a chance. Uh thirteen VaTech just flying under the radar, right?
0: Yeah, it seems like they haven't played in a while.
1: Twelve, the Mountaineers. Ditto. <laughs> ten. It's funny. It's literally listen as a tie. A tie for ten, Penn State and Washington.
0: Huh. I I don't know why you would have... I I would have put Penn State over Washington, considering Washington has already lost a game. Granted, they played a much harder team. Hmm. Uh, Nine, Auburn. Probably the best one-loss team in America, right?
1: Eight, Notre Dame, and seven, Stanford.
0: Notre Dame, wildly overrated, of course, as always. Stanford I like, but they don't seem to have a very high-octane offense, even with Bryce Love, who didn't play on Saturday, by the way.
1: Six, Mike LSU.
0: Uh, good to see them returning to to relevance in college football. College football is more fun with the Tigers in there.
1: So now we have the top five. And again, I think we both agree. And this is what kind of cracks me up a little bit. It's not the ranking that I think you and I have in our head. So of the following teams, Mike, rank them one to five. We have Bama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma. In your mind, how would you rank those teams? Again, it's Bama, Georgia, yeah. Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma.
0: I would go Bama 1, Ohio State 2, Georgia 3, Clemson 4, Oklahoma 5.
1: In the AP poll, it's Bama 1, Georgia 2, Clemson 3, Ohio State 4, Oklahoma 5.
0: Well, we, uh, we, we agree on a, on the, the, the top and the bottom of Alabama and Oklahoma. Yes. Uh, Mike,
1: games of the week. Are you ready? I'm ready. First of all, for some reason, I, this was a surprise to me. Penn State at Illinois Friday at 9 p.m. on Fox Sports One. Well, I, I what learned is this, of this. Mike? What I, is learned this? Of this uh, I learned <laughs> of this. I learned of this on Saturday from your
0: sister Colleen. She's not happy about but, this. She, well, she had it mistakenly down as a Thursday 9 p.m. start, <laughs> which is exponentially worse than a Friday 9 p.m. start. Then neither one of them are good. But a, could you imagine a Thursday 9 p.m. start? That would be outrageous. Friday at nine is a little odd. There, you know, Friday has some. Really interesting matchups. Uh, you have UCF playing right at 7:30. Then you have at 9 uh, o'clock <laughs> Illinois Penn State. That's just really bizarre. <laughs> Those <laughs> players, I don't know how their their clocks are going to be ready for that. And then you have a nice West Coast game right at 10:30 with uh, somebody fun. Somebody I'm looking fun. Right... <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. I saw it earlier, but I can't remember. A uh, Washington State at Southern Cal. Mike Leach and crew against a wounded USC team. That's that's not a bad Friday night lineup if you're going to have to have games
1: on Friday night. I have to ask you, though, Mike, have you been to Champaign?
0: I've never been there.
1: There's literally no reason to go to Champaign. There's nothing there. It's the worst college town I've ever seen. And I'm confident it's worse than West Lafayette, even though I've not been to West Lafayette. There is nothing... There's nothing in, in Champagne. nothing.
0: At least you're closer to stuff if you're in West Lafayette, right? It's only, you know, an hour, hour and a half from Indy.
1: I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, Mike, how about Washington State at USC later that night, 10.30 yeah. ESPN? Fun game, right? Very fun game. USC, a
0: three-and-a-half point favorite. I'm taking Washington State, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> confidently? Very confidently. I can't believe USC is favored. Washington State's – This is this is a, like this is a situation where this is a huge game for Washington State and USC probably wants a season over already and it's only Week Four.
1: Is that your lock? No. Okay. Uh, number two, Georgia at Mizzou, noon ESPN. Mike, name me one fact, one player, one coach about Mizzou. Uh,
0: Drew Locke is their quarterback. He's awesome, and their there you coach, go. Is, coach is Barry Odom. I don't know much about Barry Odom. I have to tell you that. It's a good name, uh, Now, Barrow's B- strong coaching name. And, and in contrast, I've heard is – that, is that Columbia? Is that where uh, Missouri is? Yes. University
1: of Missouri? I've heard that's a pretty fun college town. Yeah.
0: Uh, although I don't think it would probably be in the low 30s in terms of my ranking of, for our trip of where I'd want to go. <laughs> very, very low on the list, but uh, I still would like to go check out the town. Georgia, 14.5-point favorite uh, for their fir- first uh, – well, the, really their second big road test.
1: How about number eight Notre Dame at Lake Forest Noon ABC, Mike?
0: I would not put uh I would not say that this is a lock for Notre Dame by any stretch of the imagination, would you? I mean, I they're they're not great. Wake could easily, Wake Wake can play like, Wake can play with people. They can't really beat people, but they can play with people. Right. Uh, Notre Dame, seven and a half point favorite, I would look toward the points with the Deacons in that one.
1: What's your guess on like the um the build up at Wake Forest campus this week it's like do the students care that Notre Dame is coming to play I think, football there
0: I think there's a buzz there has to be a buzz when Notre Dame is coming to to play for football at Wake Forest Wake Forest is a tiny school there's not yeah. really that many students there so probably the 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 small percentage of them that are into football are but definitely excited
1: Nebraska at number 19 mission this game fascinates me a little bit Mike I have to be yeah. honest. Um, I don't think Nebraska is as bad as they've been. They have injury problems. They have yes, quarterback the their problems. Quarterback is a big one. Right. Um, clearly, everything suggests that Scott Frost is a good coach. And Michigan, God knows what's going on. I mean, I don't know what to make of Michigan right no, now. Neither do I. Michigan wins the game. What's the line?
0: Eighteen and a half. I know. Seems like a lot. I would look toward Nebraska in that one as well. Yeah. Noon start uh, in Michigan. At least they don't have to play on Friday night at 9 p.m.
1: Exactly. Uh, next up, Mike. We have what? Uh, Buffalo at Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> now, again, I'm just Rutgers fans. I, I actually feel bad for them because, like, this last week had to be not rock bottom, but close to it. Well right this, this
0: this would be rock bottom. This would be below losing to Kansas. They're at home. Buffalo is at Rutgers. Buffalo is a six point favorite at Rutgers.
1: Yeah.
0: That it, whatever noise was just made in the background in your house, that is was an appropriate reaction to Rutgers to a Big Ten team giving si- or getting six at home against Buffalo.
1: What is the crowd for this game? I like what's what's the paid actual attendance for this game? Uh, you gotta go. It's gotta be under twenty
0: thousand, right? Maybe fifteen thousand, weather dependent.
1: I would go with a nice, like, kind of like, um, like a mid-level baseball market summer crowd. I would go like seventeen. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now I'm watching the Orioles game right
0: now, and it's a rainy Monday in September with the two last place teams, the AL East. It's quite a bit below 17,000. I'll just tell you that. But <laughs> for for a football game, good weather, I think you'd get fi- between 15 to 20. Let's try and remember to, to look that up and talk about it at the podcast next week.
1: And also, I wonder, too, like, what is the rating for this game?
0: Is it, is it one of these ones that's not televised?
1: No, it's on BTN, Mike, of course. BTN, that's great. Thank God someone invented BTN so we could
0: watch a <laughs> Buffalo <laughs> Ruckers game.
1: Um, Minnesota at Maryland. Now, Maryland, Mike, I know they, they kind of like uh, mess with your mind a little bit. So you, what, you love Maryland. One step up,
0: two step back. One step forward, two steps back for Maryland. <laughs> when you looked at those first three games on their schedule, would you have down the, put, had down a win for tech, uh, against Texas and a loss home to, uh, to Temple? No, you would not have, but not. that's Maryland for you. Uh, there was a great segment on the Big Ten Network I was watching earlier today. Who's the more surprising 3-0 and team, Minnesota or Indiana? Love that's the kind of programming that you need the Big Ten Network for. <laughs> Gophers at three and zero. They uh, Maryland's still three point favorite though.
1: Which I love too. Like this is what the fun of Maryland being the Big Ten. You will have Minnesota fans traveling to Maryland for a game, like absolutely. What an amazing clash of cultures that is. <laughs> it, well, ever since
0: Rutgers and Maryland came in, they are they are a clash of cultures. Those two are the outliers without question.
1: But, like, I, Minnesota is, like, on the top, like, corner on the left, and then you have Maryland bottom corner on the right. It's It makes no sense for these teams to be in the same conference. Like, absolutely none whatsoever.
0: What a great country.
1: I, I love it. Uh, number 22, Texas A&M at number one, Alabama. I mean, it'd be nice if A&M kept it with, within yes. 20. And the spread
0: is Bama by 27. Yeah, I, I'm really, really intrigued for this game. I'm, this will be my number one game in the 330 window for sure
1: do you have any hope that like a could keep it close or no maybe for a half uh
0: but you know i i've, I've hoped because i'd like to see it but at this point you you can't be surprised if alabama trounces pretty much everyone in their way wow.
1: number 17 tcu at texas 430 on fox now this one to me i think tom herman is a good coach right I think maybe Texas is a hard place to coach. TCU having expended so much energy in that last game, this is a danger game for the Horned Frogs, right, Mike?
0: You think Texas is getting three points at home, so TCU is the favorite here. Tough to know what to make of this because that's what makes college football great, right? You, You never know. Texas could react poorly to its win over USC and think that they're better than they are. Uh, TCU could rally after you know get, uh, saying, hey, look, we we'll watch the film. We played with Ohio State for, for two and a half or three quarters. You never know. This is a tough game to, to handicap.
1: Not as tough as this one, Mike. Now, <laughs> in the 90s, in, in uh, our college years. Which were sadly the... in the 90s. <laughs> perhaps the best rivalry in the SEC or the country was Florida, Tennessee. Spurrier versus... uh, Peyton Manning. uh, The coach's name, I'm blanking his name. Oh, Uh, Phil Fulmer. Phil Fulmer, right? Now we have unranked Florida traveling to unranked Tennessee. How sad is that, Mike, first of all? (laughs) Well, think about all the
0: national... I mean, Florida won a national championship in the 90s. Tennessee won a national championship in the 90s. You're right. This was the biggest game in the SEC for that decade, and it is now they've fallen so far neither of these teams i think are even close to a contender in the east for the sec
1: oh my god they're so far from it yeah yeah
0: Uh, tennessee is getting four and a half so florida four and a half point favorites i don't know what they've done to, uh, to 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 um justify that i would take tennessee plus the four and a half i would agree it's gonna be it's gonna be an awful game we can we can know that but We also know, having gone to Knoxville yesterday, what a lovely setting for college football. And those fans who go there, they'll have a blast.
1: Number 24, Sparty at Indiana, Mike. 7.30 ESPN. Now, I was thinking about this today for far too long, right? (laughs) As you've said before on the show that um, Indiana is – they're prone to spring the upset against Ohio State or Penn State or Michigan. The one school they never actually – avoid getting blown out by is sparty.
0: No. Wisconsin. Oh, is Wisconsin? Yeah, Wisconsin is they, they they and they're not prone to that was you have a lot of wrong with that statement. <laughs> they're not, they're prone to throw a scare into Michigan or Ohio state. <laughs> they never beat them but they play them tough. Wisconsin demolishes them and and just wipes them off the field uh, at all times. Michigan state they act, actually can beat and will beat this this week. You think so, huh? absolutely i was very indiana's playing excellent uh ball they're playing they're getting they have a, a solid quarterback play from two quarterbacks they've got a great running back going, running game going michigan state lost to arizona state which just lost to san diego state they barely beat utah state this game is in bloomington it's at night and yeah, we're prone for the win here i don't th- i think michigan state's terrible this year
1: that's the most confident thing you've ever said about the hoosiers mike
0: <laughs> well no the, the second the most confident thing i've ever said is that they will get blown out by wisconsin <laughs> <laughs> and that i stand by
1: number seven stanford at number 20 oregon 8 p.m again i've not seen a second of oregon football this year i have no idea
0: yeah, neither have i i've seen a lot of uh, a little bit of stanford football though and i i like stanford i like the way they play this is an intriguing game um Oregon. Wow, Stan- uh, getting to Stanford a road favorite. A lot of road favorites this week, which is which is uh which is odd. Bryce Love did not play last week. I assume they rested him against UC Davis, so he will be ready to go against the Ducks. Justin Herbert seems to be having a good year. Uh I will I will tune into a little bit of this one at 8. It will be my number 2 game behind the Hoosiers and
1: the Spartans. Finally, and I I mean this is a game I would love to go to. How about number 18 Wisconsin at Iowa Mike? Iowa this could be one of those Iowa years where they're pretty good, right? It
0: absolutely could. Again, this this mirrors what I just said about about Texas and TCU. You have no idea how a college team is going to bounce back after a game like Wisconsin had against BYU. Wow. Now, Paul Chris, we think he's a good coach, right? So he should have his team ready. But, again, Kirk Ferentz does what he does. Iowa, Saturday night, the night games at, uh, at uh, their stadium seem to be tough. Be a fun game. Uh, Wisconsin three-and-a-half point favorite.
1: That, that'll be a fun, fun, fun. Game. Yeah. And will. I do think, maybe I'm wrong, right? Like, people can be jerks, but, like, I would imagine the tailgating atmosphere amongst Wisconsin and Iowa fans being pretty fun,
0: right? Absolutely. Very cordial. Uh, very cordial fan bases, you would assume.
1: All right, Mike, our picks last week were what?
0: Oh, uh, Tim, we are off to a disastrous start. <laughs> I picked Utah to cover against Washington. They did not. I am 0-3 on the season. And you picked Auburn to cover ten and a half against LSU. Obviously, they lost outright. You are one and two.
1: It's tough, Mike, right?
0: It's terrible. I I am in more need of a win than Purdue. All
1: right, Bobby hit the bumper.
0: Plays bets on college football. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir. I'm shocked, shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. You're winning, sir. Oh, thank you very much. What do you mean you don't bet? I mean, I don't bet. You
1: know, I don't we're care. We're I, don't we're care. We're I never we're have, we're and I never will. Yeah, right. The Mike Hunger 50-50 possible lock, probably loser of the week. Please hang up and try
0: again. For this week's quote-unquote lock of the week, Tim, we are going to Dallas, Texas, home of Gerald Ford Stadium on the campus of Southern Methodist University now this is not the Gerald A little research told me this is not the Gerald Ford who was our 38th president this is named after a billionaire banker Gerald Ford who paid for the stadium basically Uh, I was disappointed to learn that but I was heartened when I saw that Navy who's coming in to play the Mustangs 5-0 against the spread in their last five meetings head to head with SMU the favorites 4-1 Navy has it going after after whooping up on Lehigh last week uh, the spread is seven points. I'm not impressed with SMU w- with what I've seen of them. I'm going with Navy minus seven at SMU.
1: Level of confidence, Mike. Uh, any
0: any level of confidence over a five for a guy who's zero and three on his locks would be laughable. So I will go with four and a half.
1: I want to go. I mean, I have no confidence either, but I will go with uh, Georgia minus fourteen and a half versus Missouri.
0: Interesting. You like the you like the dogs? uh that they, they, that that could be a solid pick. I like that one. Yeah.
1: So we'll see, right?
0: We will. I'm, I have nothing planned for this Saturday other than watching college football. I'm going to watch game, the first second of game day till the last minute of college football final, uh, or however long I can last in that stretch. That sounds lovely, right? right? Nice day. Oh, I can't wait. It's the first first Saturday like that of the season for me where I'm not going anywhere, uh, only to my localing water holes to watch college football.
1: All right, Mike, there's one thing to say. Pachas. 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 Thank you for listening to the TCFA Podcast. For more college football news and wit, visit intelligentcollegefootball.com.